Average is going to start. Welcome to Senpai's Playlist, and despite some various technical difficulties, me and Claire are here once again, while also watching the Game Awards. Claire, have you been surprised by the Game Awards so far? Not really. It's very, well, it's, you know, isn't it, it's for the people, so it's like fan voted, so you, you kind of know what's going to win, like, even if you don't agree with that. I mean, I agree, Lady Demetres winning um, Performance of the Year. Yeah, no, that, yeah, no, but it's one of the things, honestly, I'm more surprised by. It's always just, like, the big titles that win, like, the fancy, like, the best action game, best uh, RPG is more of a toss in the air because mostly, like, Japanese games. But you know, like, you know that Ghost of Tsushima was robbed last Game Awards by yes. The Last of Us 2. Yes, I that... like both games, but I... Have been played, have been like played both. Think the Ghost of Tsushima was a better game overall. So I think, and you know, and for our viewers, just to let y'all know, we are LGBTQ positive on this podcast. Okay, we do not judge anyone based on their creed, gender, sexual orientation, skin color, none of that. We judge you if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, though. But all the way, all the way. Oh gosh, my shirt is like soaked for my hair. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I was oh, I was about to go a completely different direction with that. But anyway, um, I know your mind went straight to that gutter. It's been a while for me, but um, I honestly believe the reason why uh, Last of Us Two won over Ghost of Tsushima was strictly because uh, you made her gay. Yeah, well, I she's 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 I always been. It, go on. I think it's because it's an American-made game, oh. and you know. Ghost of Tsushima is a Japanese game. Honestly, I think it's more of a race issue. It could, you know, it it's like one of them things like, all right, a couple of years ago at the, was it the Oscars or something? Um, every year, like I think it was one year, there literally, it was either, there was literally no nominated black actors or actresses, or it was none of the nominated black not, actors or actresses. Not a, that's not a new thing for the Oscars though. The Oscars at least are like, American, like, actually American thing, like, are the Game Awards supposed to be global? I mean, put like this, I miss when the Game Awards were on Spike, because it seemed like as if they actually meant something. You know, it was an actual Game Awards show. You got a few premieres in there, but it seemed like it actually meant something, like it was for the people. And I will admit, like, and I was saying this on my other podcast, I feel like as the years have gone on, the internet, especially places like Rotten Tomatoes, um, has made it very difficult for people to produce certain items in certain media because of criticism. Case in point, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I will say, is is the second best movie I've seen this year. The first being Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The third being The Harder They Fall. Okay? But before it came out, or before it was like actually in theaters, early moviegoers who saw it, we're criticizing it and giving it negative reviews. And you know, the first thing you think as someone that when you see like something on Rotten Tomatoes, it'll be like, oh, it got a negative review. I don't want to go see that. It sounds like it's going to be crap because that's what everyone was worried about. Because, and I will say this again, the Ghostbusters with Melissa McCarthy in it was not a bad Ghostbusters. It was different, but it wasn't bad. Okay. They kind of went in a different direction, but it was a good Ghostbusters. All right. Fortunately, Afterlife is better. Not because, oh, it didn't have an all-female cast. 
No, it's because it kept to the old, it, it kept to the original two movies. It was whimsical, it was lighthearted, there was jokes, it was funny, it was Ghostbusters. It's what you wanted, okay? Like, but people, like, again, it's just one of them things where I feel like, like you said, uh, it could be a thing of race, but it also could be a thing like, oh, here's this AAA game everyone likes. It's like, all right, Call of Duty. You know there is a huge Call of Duty fan base, okay? Does that mean every Call of Duty game is good? A lot of Call of Duty games are either trash or at least start off trash until they are able to get fixed. Yeah. Like, is it good? Eh, some are good, some are bad. Some like, of them, some of them, yeah. I mean, like, all right, case in point, uh, Black Ops 3, or was it 4? No, Black Ops 4, they took out campaign mode. Now, when I first heard this, I'm like, yo, I don't know if I want to play this, but I actually greatly enjoyed Call of Duty, I mean, Black Ops 4, okay? Um... Modern Warfare, when they announced I was like, yo, I don't know if I really want to play this. I actually enjoyed it. I like Cold War. Have you played Vanguard yet? I have Vanguard. I got past the first mission. I played some zombies. I haven't been back yet. Like, I... It's been a stressful time for me. Um, as I, as we stated on a previous episode, it, my offseason has began. Um, I'm waiting for unemployment to give me money. They haven't. So I've been doing DoorDash deliveries, okay? Wow, that took damn near two years. Actually, no, three, four years for that to come out. The DLC to Cuphead. They just announced it June 30th of next year. So anyway, but uh, so I've been doing DoorDash uh, to bring in some kind of income. Problem with that is I don't have access to my funds immediately. So I'm treading water, but I'm not treading water. I'm doing okay. So I haven't really had time to play the game because I've been so busy making deliveries and i'm making good money it's just my off season has not began the way i wanted it to begin where I, literally my plan was to get up our oh god are we about to get another i'm sorry people this is going to happen a lot during this episode where we're going to stop and we're going to comment on something and yes it is another sonic game what is this uh okay sonic's running through the forest uh there's like some purple robotic things what the did they make him did, was, was there digital stuff okay what is this maybe it did kind of look at oh god it's it, is this supposed to be like sonic adventure 3 or something because he looks like sonic from the movie which is okay i like the which we also maybe. saw a trailer for sonic the hedgehog 2 movie which looks dope jim carrey's robotnik best choice okay uh we got some fields here, people. We got some ancient ruins. That looks like a giant technological spire. Um, what the heck? Sonic Frontiers. Okay. Next year. All right. So, oh, what the? It's a giant robot thing. Um. Okay, um, there's been some interesting world premieres for this Game Awards. I will say that. Uh, oh, Hideo Kojima's on screen, people. Uh, I heard he opened a TV studio. A TV studio? Oh, wow. I seem to make video games, though. True. But uh, back to what I was saying, it just seems like it's a... Uh, the Call of Duty games are good, but some of them are terrible because they have such a good fan base, they usually win certain awards. Okay, like, all right, this year you've seen Call of Duty trumped because... Halo Infinite has finally came out. <laughs> Halo Infinite, I've heard so many good things about the overall gameplay, but I have heard there are already a lot of hackers and cheaters in competitive PvP. Well, you know what? 
We're going to get to that into a bit, but we're going to talk about tonight's topic. So, as we said last week, uh, we were going to do the switcheroo. Um, today's episode is about switching out openings for certain anime that we feel, for other songs we feel would be a better opening. Case in point, I've stated it over and over and over and over and over again. I can't stand merry-go-round. I just can't. I can't stand it. I don't like it. Ugh. Okay. So, and while we're switching out the openings, doesn't necessarily mean we think the opening's a bad opening. We just feel these songs would fit better with the opening. Okay? So, you know, this is, again, purely subjective, just mine's and Claire's personal opinion. Uh, if I'm correct, I think... I went first last episode? Or was it? I honestly cannot remember. Yeah, it's been a while. We're sorry, people. Like, life got a hold of us. We had a few things here and there. Uh, let's see. Ah, yeah. No, you went first last episode. So, I'll be going first. Alright. So, my first pick for the night. So, there's an anime that came out this year that is definitely going to be in my um, top 10 for anime of 2021, okay? The anime is called um, Banished from the Heroes Party, all right? Uh, the opening ending song, I really, you know, it's a nice little, you know, nice melody. It's not like, you know, bad or cheesy or anything. I don't necessarily hate it, it's just it's not my taste. Uh, so I decided to switch out the opening for an opening from an anime that I greatly enjoy. And I really need to go back and finish reading the manga. And, you know, a lot of people, when they hear this song, they're going to be like, huh, okay. Because, well, the song is from the opening of Chobits, which is Let Me Be With You. <laughs> so there's a track. <laughs>
right. That was Let Me Be With You from Chobbits, uh, the anime, which... Do you uh, call it Chobbits or Chobbits? I, you know, I call it Chobbits. Is it Chobbits? I've always said... Oh, I don't know specifically. I've read the, I read the manga. I don't really tell you how to pronounce it, but I always read it or said it as Chobbits. Hmm. But yeah, I'm using this to replace the opening theme for Banished from a Hero's Party because um, that's a great anime. It is definitely a great anime. Um, I gotta say, this fall has had some great anime. It, not, <laughs> it, oh God, uh, including <laughs> Demon Slayer Entertainment District. Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, Do you like the new opening by Aimer? I have to re-listen to it. I have to re-listen to it. I do. Um, I, I think it's a good opening, and it, it works well overall. My one thing is just Aimer has such a good, like, melting voice, but they don't use that at all. And I was like, it adds so much feeling to, like, uh, shonen anime, like, openings that I feel like they could have used it better. Like, when she does, like, Brave Shine, like, she has such a powerful voice. But they kind of keep it like on the down low for this song. I feel like. Mm. Oh my god! Just um. Ah, uh, but I don't know. Like it's. I mean, compared to other Aimer songs, like there was a one for. Uh, there, they have like a someone on stage pretending to be Anna Waller. Yeah, I see that. Uh, again, people, we're still watching the Game Awards. I just got it on mute. Uh, they're talking about the new Suicide Squad game that's supposed uh, to be coming out. Yeah. I, mine's also on mute. I just looked up and I, all I see is like a woman with an Argus tag and then Amanda Waller. And I'm like, yeah, that's Amanda. I, don't look like I guess Amanda she's. Waller. Yeah, no. I, I, I like uh, Justice League Amanda Waller. <laughs> but, um, oh my god, but, uh. But yeah, like, uh, do, you know. I'm, play I'm also playing the Demon Slayer video game. It's pretty fun. Oh, I love the Demon Slayer video game so far. I've not gotten through a lot of it, but the mechanics feel good. Yeah, it plays just like every one of the other anime fighting games. Like, um... Yeah. Uh, My Hero Academia and, um... What's that? Naruto, Ninja Nar Storm. Yeah, Ninja Storm. Okay. Which, that reminds me. So, something I meant to talk about. So, did you hear that, um... They're pulling Jump Force in February. I did not hear that. Yeah, so in February, Jump Force is getting pulled from the digital store. So the only way you can play Jump Force is if you already own it, or if you go buy a physical copy and it, you find like it's a uh, what do they call it? A uh, used copy. Because outside of that, like you're not gonna be able to like just buy a brand new. I went ahead and bought well, it. Please probably go and buy it and keep it for a bit. Well, uh, value will go up. Well, that's what I did. I went and bought. Um, I bought it digitally because here. Um, Oh, wow, this looks fun. I mean, physical copy. Physical copies for games that get discontinued. Yeah. Oh, I'm copies. sorry, people. I'm sitting here watching uh, the gameplay footage of um, of uh, Suicide Squad. This looks fun. Oh, crap. That's the Flash. Well, because um, I think the whole story is that all the heroes are taken over by Brainiac. Oh. Uh, so you have to go uh, in and either... Is this like Judas Contract? But I guess not. Nah. You have to go in and kill the heroes. Like, oh, Killer Shark looks... King Shark looks fun. Oh, my God. Captain Boomerang got teleporting boomerangs? Oh, dude. Yo, this game... This game... Please give me a release date. 
Like, this might be one of the games I get for the PS5, just because it looks so awesome, which I I am considering giving me a 4K TV once income tax rolls around. Uh, I have a 4K TV, it's great. Yes, Claire, we know, if you're 70-inch, <laughs> you, you size queen. I know. But, uh... Okay. But yeah, Jump Force, they lost the license, so uh, they had the, um, I found a copy, uh, they had a sale where it was uh, $15 for the $100 um, game. The, well, because they, they, you know, they have the different versions of different games now. Uh, the $100 version has all the DLC and everything with it, and they were selling it for like, it was on sale for $15. I was like, fuck it, yeah, I'll buy it. That's good. So... And I'll have a uh, jump force again. Uh, suicide. All right, I'll when's look the... for it at work tomorrow when I go in. Let's see what. Uh... Oh yeah, those games. Twenty twenty two. All right, cool. Comes out next year. All right, but uh, the games are coming out next year. We're gonna be so broke. Uh, not really. I mean, I wouldn't be so broke. I'm not. Like, there's certain things I want. Like that. Uh, so who are these two? I feel like I should know them. They look familiar to me as well. Force, and... Forspoken. I don't know who these women are. Again, people are watching the Game Awards. Like, uh, we, we chose a perfect night to be doing One this. One of them looks... It's Her... not her. She kind of looks like the waitress from It's Always Sunny. No, she looks like the actress from The Walking Dead. She played the crazy junk lady. Oh my god, that is her! Just with short hair. I think she has short hair in the spinoff. Maybe they're from The Walking Dead spinoff. Mm hmm. Anyway. Alright, so Claire, what's your uh, next track? Well, what's your first track of the night? Uh, so, my first track is going to be. What's it called? There it is. It is about a voyage. Okay. Alright. And I think I sent you the. It's by. A, it's a Sayori, which. Is, so, this song is actually already the ending to the My Hero Academia season of My Hero Academia but I thought it would do well as the fifth opener for Haikyuu alright so we're switching out the fifth opening of Haikyuu for Sayori's uh, what is this called again? It's uh, so the English translation is About a Voyage okay for About a Voyage for the fifth opening of Haikyuu
or something about a voyage about a voyage okay and that was the fourth ending to well the ending to season four of my hero academia uh we're still watching the game awards uh metroid dread just won beck's action game of the year and now they have something on screen with someone with uh it, it's a hand with what looks God's like a hand. like what is this a new civilization game uh, Sim City game. He just. Oh, Dune. Okay, we're getting a new Dune RTS most likely. Okay, which, um, for some of you that don't know, so Dune is based off of a book, which was then made into a movie, which was also an RTS game on the one of the first RTS games on the PC. 
For those of you who don't know, RTS means real-time strategy. So think games like StarCraft, uh, oh crap, what's that one? Um, oh my god, I have it over here on my shelf. Um, Command and Conquer. Uh, the original Warcraft. So, yeah. What is, uh, isn't that Will Arnett? The voice, yeah, that's Will Arnett, the voice of Lego Batman. He's an actor. Uh, I don't know who she is. I know she. I've seen her in something. She probably does the voice. Uh, she probably does the voice of Tiny Tina. I don't know about this game. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't. But uh, I don't know. It's like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen her face in another thing where it's like she's the voice of something, possibly in like a Borderlands game, maybe. I have to look it up. But anyway, um, uh, so. Now, here's what's confusing me, Claire, because you love Haikyuu so much. But then again, you also love this particular season of My Hero Academia. Yeah. Wow. Just, just... I do love Haikyuu, but that doesn't mean I think all their songs go perfectly with their openings. I'm of the same mindset. Like, I don't agree with a lot of openings to, uh... I don't know. I've, I've always been in this mindset where you'll have some anime. They'll, they'll have, like, a dope-ass fire opening. And then midway through the seat, first season or whatever, oh, we're going to change it to this opening. Why? For what? Why? Oh, you have an anime that's really dope, but you can't stand the opening. My question is, all right, so when they animate an opening for an anime, do they do it after they know what song is going to be? Because it really feels like every, like screen change kind of hits the drop like exactly so my assumption is that they animate it to fit the song that would seem like uh, you know i think that would probably be how they would go about it because like you know you got you know you gotta draw this opening okay so then you gotta make the song well actually no you gotta make the song and then you gotta draw the opening okay so i feel like they pick whoever they you know they go to the artist be like hey we have this anime this is what it's about uh, can you make a song for this, or can we use one of your songs? Which, I'm still like, how come BTS hasn't done an anime opening yet? Just saying. Because they're Korean? Okay, yeah. There's Korean anime. I guess the other is, it's, uh, the Tower of God, I guess, is, uh, Korean. Yeah, but they had, um, Aklo do the... Wait, was it Aklo? We played the song for, um, Tower of God on here. That My was our um, because just because it's source material is Korean, it's probably made by a Japanese studio. Mm-hmm. And so everyone who works there is Japanese, and everything is in Japanese. Point taken. Also, uh, apparently, according to IGN, as of a few hours ago, Cowboy Bebop has got been canceled. canceled. Yeah. After but, one season, that is hilarious. But and we, also. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen it still because we're still waiting to do the thing, but saw that coming because it looked fucking terrible. Yeah, we still have to do the uh, commentary for the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, which... Uh, I kind of don't want to watch it because why would I ruin Cowboy Bebop for myself? T like tell you what, tell you what. We're, we're going to be drunk while doing it. All right, I'm fine with that then. Okay. If you want, we can do... You know, we'll do the recording at MAGFest. It'll be something fun to do for... Because we might have to record yeah, the final yeah. episode at MAGFest. And it'll yeah. be something fun to do 
the, our first day of MAGFest, because, you know, we're not really going to be doing much that first day other than settling in. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. All right. So, uh, my next track. Let's see. So, uh, like, I have the song picked out. I just got to think of a good anime to put it for. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a I assume you chose one for merry-go-round already? Yep. That's going to be my final song of the night. God damn it. Alright, I also, uh, I decided, like, I thought it could be fun if we both chose one for that, and then we would decide whose choice was better. Okay, yeah, that works. That works, too. Okay. Uh, huh, let me think. You know what? Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think, because... This would go well in place of a harem anime. There's so many harem animes you could choose from, like, for that. I know, but I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I really, really like. Um, oh, God, there was one not too long ago. Didn't you like that? It was, like, it was it Monster uh, Masune? Did you like that one? Yeah, you, but I actually kind of like the Monster Masune original oh, opening. Oh, wait, look, look at the Game Awards real fast. Uh, what is this? Looked, it's Doke V! What? Is that? It's uh, it's hard to describe it. <laughs> well, obviously, like this looks nothing like the gameplay. Actually, uh, I think this is like just like kind of like a fun little trailer. But like, it's like an action adventure open world RPG type game. I think is what it's supposed to be. Hmm. I'm like, this is like the game I think I'm actually most excited for coming out soon. Okay. This video does not encapsulate... Ooh, like, you know like, what? All right, I know. All right, so I'm going to replace the opening of Sekirei. I don't know which season, one or two, but this could go for either or, with Orange Canvas by Satomi. For those of you who don't know, this was the uh, song that played in the trailer when Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, I think, 2 was announced for the Xbox 360, and this is the, this is the music that played in the Japanese trailer. So, yeah, I'm going to replace this with Sekirei, because that's definitely a harem anime. Yeah. This is the replacement for that, for season one or two opening, whichever or. Here's a track.
on screen. Reggie, we miss you. <laughs> uh, that was Orange Canvas by Satomi, and that's me replacing the opening of Sekirei, either season one or season two, whichever one y'all want to pick. Um, again, this was a song that played in the background for the Japanese commercial for their live Extreme Beach Volleyball 2 on the original Xbox 360. Um, and me and Claire, when we were off camera, we were talking about something. So, we're wondering who in anime has the biggest bus. The, 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 these are the questions. Let's see. There. Hey, Google it. See right now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Which Our search history is so weird, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh my god, which anime character has the biggest harem? There's a way that's true. This is like, this is, a, this is an unreliable source. Don't go to 
Zora News 24. Ray in the end of Evangelion has the biggest bus I've ever seen. Okay, technically te she's a giant. But so technically it's true. Who planted airbags in Komoe's chest? What what game Who studio wait, what reward was this? Uh, Final Fantasy 14 must be some kind of thing, I assume? Multiplayer of the year or something? Multiplayer game, I assume. Uh... Alright, so another question is, it's like, is it biggest boobs overall or biggest boobs per stature? Ooh, you mean like as in height? Yeah, so there's this, like, little 11-year-old girl with what looks like double Ds. Uh, but, so, like, technically a lot of anime girls have double Ds, and those are fairly small, but they're grown-ass adults. Okay, I'm talking more along the lines of, like, grown women whose shits are just, you know, just, just... Remember that thing I sent you? Uh, that, that little thing I sent you on uh, in Messenger? <laughs> Where he hit her with the horny... Which one? The, the one where you hit her with the horny bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, we're getting a lot of things here. <laughs> this is like... I'm going to send you a... I'm going to send you a picture right now. Just if it will open. There are a lot of, like... Alright, so... Huh. Because most, uh, here's the thing, uh, let's see. This game looks stupid. What is this supposed to- games can be fun. That looks like Fortnite. Oh god, no. Well, like, I don't know, I didn't feel, I saw the horse head, there's a horse head, and I'm like, that looks like a four Oh, wow. Thing. Uh, Ryoko Narusawa from Acoustic, from Occultic 9. From what? I guess it's a, it's a video game, or a, it's a light novel slash video game, and it's, uh, oh, there's actual anime. Her name's, uh... Ryoka Narusawa. And you believe this is it? I don't know. They're pretty big. I was going to say Masami Omaha. They are pretty big. It also depends I feel like, on what picture you're looking at because, like, like, straight up source material. No fan stuff. All right. Top 10 female characters has changed men's lives forever. Top anime women with biggest, most impactful breasts. Voted by thousands of Japanese netizens. Uh, number 10 is Narusawa Ryoka from Ultocultic 9. My god. Uh, they are fairly large, but are they Rangiku large? Well, Quinsicle from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I've known about her. Nico Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Nico Robin. Wait, is this God of War? No, this isn't God of War. What is this? No, they already released a trailer for God of War. This is the 
Oh, wow, we forgot now. about Mako from Prison School. I was right! What is this? Plague Tale. Plague Tale 2. Oh. Uh, Mako from Prison School is number six. Number five. Reiko Catherine Akamito from Tokyo Beat Sorry, people. We 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 need answers. Oh wow. Okay. So technically, so like the girls in Rangiku, yo, Rango, Rangiku no. comes in at number four on this list. Yeah, I'm not super surprised. Ball Hancock so at number three. The girls in this anime don't have like big boobs, but they expand in the anime. So does that count? No, they have to. It's not technically natural. No, it does not count. They have that. It has to be their breast size from the moment they were introduced. Uh, Boa Hancock. Yeah. Fuji, Fujiko from Lupin the Third. Okay. Nami is number one. Yeah, nah. I've seen Nami is number one, but Nami doesn't look that big. They're just super round. Like, other people, you know they're extra big when they're, like, oblong shaped. Well, like on top of that, Nami just recently... They're, like, a dragon then, you know? Yeah, well, on top of that, Nami's didn't get big till after the two-year um, time skip. And she started wearing a bikini. What is it? Uh, how big is Kanu from uh, Ikitausen? Ooh, that is a good question. Hers are pretty big. I don't remember. Maybe they just look big because you see them like swinging around so much when you fight. Yeah, I mean, they're they're average for an anime girl, I guess you could say. It's just because like, you get to see them a lot in this anime because it's quite hentai-esque. Oh god, I, I've, I've gone down a terrible road. Oh god, the sword maiden from fucking, um, Goblin Slayer. You know, I, I think, you know, that, you know, me and Claire might have to. Oh we'll god. We'll have to look more into this later, I believe. Yes, um. Um. Oh boy. Alright, Claire, what's your. I'm going down a dangerous <laughs> rabbit hole here. What's your next track? <laughs> uh, my next track is called uh i believe it's pronounced sakai or it's either sakai or sakai is by lisa and uru and i would be replacing the second opening to your lion april all right so i didn't even know there was a second opening because i'm not gonna finish it (laughs) here's a track いいですかはい。はい。よろしくお願いします。しますまたねと笑って見せてくれた同じように笑い返していたのに気づけば少し滲んでいたあなたの姿 今もずっとずっと見つめたまま
known as the first take by lisa x uru and what is oh, this that, no that's actually uh the first take is um it's a youtube series oh, where okay. uh, they record live okay together. so this is just a song that they record all right and uh what are you replacing this with it was the second opening for your lie in april okay so you're replacing this with the second opening okay all right uh, me and Claire, we're, we're uh, doing research. Uh, we're going to 
So we're going to have our list of, we, we picked 10 different women from anime and we're going to get their measurements and make, compile the list to see who has the biggest measurements out of the 10 women we picked. So, um, it was actually be interesting because we were doing research. One person we had to disqualify because come to find out they could change their bus size at a whim. Go figure. Uh, wow, just, the Game Awards has actually been pretty great this year. You know, a lot of, uh, although, like we said earlier, a lot of this, um, world, like, world premiere stuff is stuff that we already knew about. Yeah, I guess the world premiere part is just, like, the actual trailers and, or gameplay footage. Like, but yeah, it's like, dude, Elden Ring, the trailer looked amazing, but I was so confused for all, because I'm like, all these, like, developers and George R. R. Martin, it's like, I didn't know he was doing another game with them. Did oh, yeah, it's just Elden Ring again. Like, we've known about Elden Ring for a year now. Hmm. This is true. But, um... Oh, wow. Okay, this is the... Uh, they're, they're showing a trailer of Resident Evil 4 VR. So, just... Oh, okay, they put someone in a box and they're making them experience the actual things that happen while they're playing it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would love... I don't need a full immersion like that, but I want one of those, um, the walkers that you strap yourself into so you can, like, actually walk with your feet. You mean kind of like they did in a, what's that movie called? Uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, so they actually have those in real life. They're not necessarily all, like, 100% They're not, um, full, they're not full 360-degree motion traction. No, they are. They are. They just, there's probably, they, they're probably with, like, something with software or something. You can buy them, and they're a lot of money. Uh, but I'm sure there's some kind of glitches, and there's it's probably not like it's not where it should be for like a full immersion type um, software quite yet. You know, I was considering. All right, so they're showing gameplay trailers of stuff that's coming to the Switch. I was considering adding Bayonetta to the list because there is a Bayonetta anime, but I feel like we need to do a completely different list of female video game characters. Video games. Yeah. Are Bayonetta's boobs that big, though? Uh, I don't know. You know, th th again, that's one of them questions. You know, uh... I mean, they're large. They're, like, above average, but, like, they're we're not what we would consider anime large, I feel. Well, it's like, well, I mean, we'll figure it out. Like, we're compiling the list after, while I'm doing the editing after me and Claire's done for a night, I'm gonna do more research and get the, um, actual measurements, and then we'll talk about it next episode. Uh, speaking of, we're gonna try to. Like we're probably gonna. Who has. Oh, Bayonetta? Yeah. Most likely. Alright, uh, so we're gonna move things along. So, my last track of the night, uh, both me and Claire decided that we were going to pick a track to. Um... Neither one of us likes Merry Go Round, okay? And, like, neither one of us likes Merry Go Round at all, period. Just, we don't like it, alright? So we decided we were going to both pick an opening track for season, what is it, season five of My Hero Academia that we feel fits better. Okay. So my pick to replace it is from the same group, Man on a Mission. But this is their song, Take Me Under. And this is a song I listen to like when I'm driving, when I'm having Pokemon battles. Just This is just such a dope song. I've been listening to this thing since last MAGFest. Okay, so, um, hope you guys enjoy. 
All right, that was Take Me Under, which is never. Man on Mission has done a few different anime openings. This song was not used in anime opening. Um, I was going to use My Hero, but I think that was used in a different anime opening or ending. I really want. I've been wanting to get this song on the show for a while anyway, so this is a perfect excuse. I feel this is a much better out of their whole catalog. This is a much better choice other than Merry Go Round. I'm just no, like I, they did not understand the assignment. They didn't. And another world premiere. What, what what's this one? Because like they keep saying world premieres, but then it's like stuff that we already knew about. What the fuck is this? Maybe it's really a world premiere. Embark Nexon. Oh, there's like debilitated robots and stuff. Okay. It's like a. Okay. Like... Alright, post apocalyptic game, obviously. Of some sort. Oh, wait, is this that game that just came out on Game Pass? This isn't a world premiere then. Unless they're gonna tell me that this is like Fallout, um. No, this can't be Fallout. It's not Metro 3, is it? What is this? This is... It doesn't look like a Metro game overall. Yeah, no, actually kind of does. Wait, that's what I was saying, like... Wait, is this a Terminator game? Those look like robots from Terminator. Those are definitely drones. Well, alright, so drones are not exclusive to Terminator. I know, but like... You know, I'm getting really tired of that. Like, every game now, we have to have a drone-like enemy. Why? God, like... I was like, I, I think the most... The worst drone-like enemy to me of all time was Replicants from fucking, uh... What's that game called? Destiny 1. Especially in the Vault of Glass, when you're supposed to defend the oh. gate. Oh, yeah. my God. See, the small ones that would explode, and the big ones, like... The regular ones, not so This is definitely something involving robots, but I don't... There's a lot of stuff involving robots. Well, because I think we're past the zombie phase. You know, like, remember, like, every game, we gotta have zombies. Everyone wants to kill zombies. Zombies, 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 zombies. Yeah. I think now we've moved on to, okay, everyone wants to kill robots. Or right, aliens. What is this? That looks like the Atari symbol. It does look like it. This is a. It, it didn't say Atari. What the fuck is this? What the fuck? It's a giant robot. Yes, it is. What is. Arc Raiders. Arc Raiders. Okay, it looks different. Oh, I saw something about that on Steam earlier. It looks different. Now. Come out to PS5, yeah. Xbox wish, Series I put it on my X. Okay. Like, those lines look snow familiar, and it's not from Atari. It's because I literally just added it to my Steam wishlist when I was watching the Game Awards earlier. Okay, because I was about to say, like, that looks like an Atari symbol. Like, are we fight? Is Atari fighting back? <laughs> oh, look, they're going to talk about the Matrix. I'm yeah. Right. I'm really excited for the Matrix. I kind of want to see it on Christmas. I do, too. Well, it comes out on HBO Max. Oh, it does? Yeah. On the same day it goes into theaters? Yeah, December 22nd. Oh, excellent. Oh, it's 22nd, so not Christmas. Yeah, December 22nd. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch that at home. Yep, that's Damn, my plan. That's awesome. Once the boys go to sleep, I'm gonna sit here and watch it. We live some old school, you know, 
Listen. Yeah, I need to have Julie watch the first three first, and then we'll be ready to go. I don't care what no one says. I think the Matrix trilogy has always been great. I know a lot, some people... I didn't love the last one as much, but I accepted it. I mean, can you believe it's been like 20 years? 20, like yeah, close to 20 well, years since the Matrix came out? I love that they brought both leads back that they could. And I think they asked Lawrence Fishburne. He just has like another project or something. Probably. Or he thinks he's too old, maybe. I don't know. Uh, either way, they, I'm, I like how they at least tried to get everyone back to everyone they could back together. Well, Keanu's not doing much, you know. Uh, we're just waiting on John Wick 3. I mean, 4, you know. 4. But, um, all right, Claire, so what? So we can wrap up for tonight. What song do you want to replace? Um, that you want to replace for Merry Go Round? So, my pick to replace Merry Go Round is Rise by Vesper Bell. Okay, and all right, so there's that track.
Rise by Vesper Bell? The demo is out now. Okay. That was Rise from Vesper Bell. Um, me and Claire are both kind of hyped because uh, Claire just realized she can watch the... What's it called? The Matrix... What's the new Matrix movie called again? I've been calling it the fourth Matrix movie. Oh my god. There's an actual name to it though. Hold on. The Matrix uh, Resurrection. Okay. She just realized she can watch Matrix Resurrection at home without having to go to the theater. And they just showed gameplay footage for um, Matrix Awakens. The Matrix which Awakens. They just dropped that the demo's out now. So I'm probably going to Unreal Engine 5 looks so good. Like, yes. we oh, knew God. it was going to look great, but this looks like so great. It, oh, God. It was ridiculous. Like, I need to get a 4K TV now. But, um. Yeah, you do. So we're about to wrap up the show. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any. Bon Actually, you know what? I, I, I could slap together a bonus track because while me and Claire were off camera, we decided that since we're doing this top 10 list for, oh, I guess they're about to announce the game of the year. Uh, anyway, but uh, we decided since we're doing this top 10 list of anime women with the biggest breasts that, or we think have the biggest breasts, and then we'll have the actual measurements next episode and we'll talk about them. And then we'll lead up to the number one woman with the biggest breasts. We're not going to reveal the list. We'll just talk about the list as the episode goes on next episode we decided that next episode's topic is tracks from anime that have the you know big boob trope you know usually the trope is there's that character with really big breasts they're kind of the airhead or everyone gets like real like red face when they see the breasts that blood shooting out the nose just anime with the big boob trope so tracks from those anime so that will be episode i think that's gonna be episode eight okay uh, episode 9, we'll figure out, and episode 10, which me and Claire talked about, so we're gonna do episode 10 at MAGFest, actually. So our first night at MAGFest, me and Claire will be recording episode 10, which will be our year of the, end of the year, you know, top picks, which will give us plenty of time, and then on top of that, we'll also do our commentary recording of watching the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, because it's been cancelled. <laughs> Lord. Probably for the best. Like, just, it, oh my god, just, uh, speaking of, Claire, have you watched, uh, did you watch that Korean TV series called Hellbound on Netflix? Uh, not yet, it's on my watch list, my dad has finished it and said it was amazing. It is, it is amazing, it's crazy, it goes to some places, and when it's all said and over with, you're left with, look, at some point, you ask a lot of questions. Then you get some answers. Yeah. So you think. It's going to be one of my, like, watch late at night TV shows. And then when it's done, and when everything's said and done and over with, you're left with more questions than you had answers. So it was definitely great. Like, I binge-watched the entire thing in one day. So, um, and I'll be honest, people. I want Metroid Dread to win Game of the Year. I really do. I mean, I, I like Resident Evil Village. I would Village. like Metroid Dread as well, but I would understand if it 
didn't. What, if it lost to Metroid Village? I mean, Resident Evil Village? <laughs> Metroid Village. I could understand Resident Evil Village winning. I... I, I'm surprised, honestly, that you wouldn't be rooting for Resident Evil Village. Well, because I like Resident Evil Village. I do. It's great. It's better than... Uh, but like this, I'm one of the people where... I think that Dread gameplay is better? I just don't want Deathloop to win, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't either, because I've never played it. Like, I just... It doesn't interest me. <laughs> but um, I'm one of the people where... All right, so I always have this belief that when there's a game with subsequent entries, like it's an anthology or whatever, even if it's not canonical... The following game needs to be better than the previous game, okay? Mm -hmm. Not saying that the previous game was bad, but the following game needs to top with the first, with the previous game. You don't game. think Village topped uh, seven? No, I do, but I'm not saying seven's a bad game. Honestly, saying... I think Metroid Dread was great. I don't know if I'd say it topped Fusion though. You mean oh, you Metroid Fusion? Mm, yeah, Metroid you Fusion know... is the technical first game of the two series there. I mean, you know, I say this, Metroid Fusion, man, like, just, it's, it's Metroid Fusion. It's what got me into Metroid. Yeah, it's such a good game. Yes, I just, oh man, just, uh, I don't know. When I, when I finished Metroid Dread, I loved it, but a little part of me was a little disappointed, and I don't know why, you know, that feeling, sometimes we finish a game. Well, put like it's this, like I get. sadness, and it's like, you don't know. Oh, they're about to announce it. Yeah. Uh, hold on, people. Drum roll, please. He's going to talk for a bit, I'm sure, though. Oh, they're, like, they always, like, kind of, like, stretch it out, you know? Honestly, I think the predictions I've actually seen for a lot of um reviewers, they believe Ratchet and Clank will win. I wouldn't be mad at that. All right. Let's... I have not played Rift Apart, but I do like the Ratchet and Clank series, so. Yes, I... It takes two. Wait. It takes two. I'm really surprised it won, but I... Yo, he took off his mask and everything. I... Fuck protocol. I've won. <laughs> Fuck your I, protocol. Um, <laughs> I'm currently playing It Takes Two, actually, with Julie, and it's really, really well done. Okay, I'm I to... don't know if I would consider it better than... I, I would consider it so far more fun than Metroid Dread overall. Remembering a lot of Metroid Dread was nostalgia. Okay. But I don't know if I would consider it, like, a better game than the others i mean as i haven't played some well, of them as well you know, like, all right i'll play like this okay so i give metroid dread a solid eight out of ten you know why this is why so um i if i'm i'm trying to think and let me research this real quick i think as you were saying metroid fusion had let's see Metroid Dread, a lot of it was, we had those, like, mini-boss fights with those, like, robot things. Yeah, the Emmys. Uh, no, not the Emmys, the other ones. The sword ones. Oh, those guys. Okay. Yeah. So, alright, so, Metroid Fusion, alright, Metroid Fusion had 14 bosses. Yeah. Okay. Now. How many Didn't Met oh, Metroid Dread have, like, seven areas? I know, but it didn't have, I don't think, um, let's see. All it's right. kind of funny that it takes two one game of the year, but they just lost the copyrights to their own title. Yeah, that is terrible. All right, so Metroid Dread has 10 bosses, okay? 
No. Does that include the mini bosses? No, these are just main bosses. Like main bosses. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, no, 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 no. These do include the mini bosses. So if we take out the mini yeah, bosses, they... there's only seven bosses in Metroid Dread. That's what I thought, because I was like, there's seven like area, big areas. Yeah, I I think they're just those mini bosses. They don't count to me. Um, and they don't count to me either. So I will say this. Uh, do I think Fusion's a better game? Eh, I see. Uh, I don't know. I think both games are very good. I give, like, if I had to rank them, I'd give Fusion a nine out of ten, and I'd give Dread an eight out of ten. And my only reason for that being is because I'm one of the people where I do enjoy 16-bit games, and maybe it's me, and maybe it's my skill level as a gamer, but I did find certain parts of Metroid Dread difficult in terms of like when you got the um, before you got the uh, was it Screw Attack? That little jumping mechanic yeah. where you could just constantly keep jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping. Uh, does that come with the screw attack? It's not the screw attack. It's the one you get before the screw attack. It allows you to keep yeah, jumping. Yeah, so it's, like, it's just like a, just a jump assist. Basically. Yeah, like, it's, you know, I I found sometimes some of the uh, controls in Metroid Dread difficult. And that might speak to me as a gamer. Maybe that's just my lack of skill. I feel like Fusion's controls were a little bit tighter. My other complaint is, and, you know, I'm not really going to spoil it for anyone, but I'll put it like this. You Have you beaten Dredge yet? Yeah. Okay, so you saw what happened at the end with the one suit, right? Yeah. I'm mad that that suit is not an unlockable suit. Yeah. Like, I, that, 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 that kind of irks me. It's like, yo, how are you going to give me this suit? And not have it as a cosmetic. I don't need it to do all the extra stuff that it does. I need that cosmetic. Because that was a dope-ass suit. Um, I will say, Metroid Dread definitely fleshed out Samus's story a little bit. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Samus still yeah. doesn't talk. She talked in some parts. And you, Actually, I'm... I feel like that's not the thing I heard. The complaints are mostly that I've heard have been about how, like, with Fusion and Dread following up with Fusion... They kind of take Samus as the character and change her into like this weaker or something. I don't necessarily totally agree with it, but it used to be like the origin of Samus, like in the Metroid games, like she was like this badass, like what take the no prisoners, like type. And then in like the they say that in these games, it kind of just feels like she's kind of just like being thrown into a bunch of stuff and trying to survive, and like she becomes more like the prey. Well, I feel like Dread used to be. Honestly, I feel like Dread. It showed her being a little bit more cocky than anything. Especially some of the action sequences. Like when you fight that one boss that can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just sitting there just walking around like cocky. Just blasting at him like one hand. Like, yo, what's good? What's good? Like, I felt like she was a little bit more cocky in Dread. But, um... Like, I don't know. Like, I just... I enjoy the game. I greatly enjoy it. Um, is it better than Fusion? I... Hmm... You know that's that, that that's a topic we're gonna have to discuss another time because that 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 might take a while. But um, uh, take two, taking game of the year. Hey, it's very hey, you got your wish. Definitely didn't win. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and it's actually a game that I am playing. Yeah, so see, that's so, always fun. You know, uh, I am currently playing Returnal and enjoying it greatly. Like, oh god. But um, 
So that's going to wrap it up for the show for today. Uh, thank you, everyone that listens. You can email us at senpaisplaylist at hotmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord. The link will be in the show will be in the show notes. Uh, I don't think there's much else. Um, like I said, me and Claire will be recording the final episode at Magfest. So um, look forward to that. I can't think of anything else. Um, Claire, anything you'd like to say to the people before we go? I would actually recommend playing It Takes Two if you can find a partner to play with. All right. I myself will, um, after I'm done editing, play some Halo Infinite, then probably some Returnal. Um, not much else to say. Uh, just going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, next episode will be... Um... Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the, the Best of the Busties. The Best of the Bus... The bus of the best? I'm sure we'll think of something. Yeah, we will. Alright, as always, I am Daryl. She is Claire. This has been Senpai's Plays. In the words of Kenny Omega, thank you and good night. And as always, Wu-Tang forever. Y'all have a happy holiday. Hey, people. It's me. Uh, you know what? I actually decided to play a bonus track. Uh, our bonus track will be Shiragane by Lisa, which is the ending to the Moving Train anime arc of Demon Slayer. So I hope you guys enjoy
すげえ